Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. I am your puzzle master, Nikki Ship. Thank you so much for joining us today. Last week, we talked about IEP road mapping and gave some simple steps on how you can navigate the process throughout an IEP. This week, we're actually going to do something really fun. We're actually going to talk um, about ideas to help with gross and fine motor skills by playing some games with your child. Right now, the weather is really nice. Um, you know, summertime is officially here almost, and we um, might be wanting to get outside a little bit more. And getting outside is a great way to try to connect with your kiddo on the spectrum. Um, I know Drayson loves being outside, and I have found some really unique ways to connect with him. And so I wanted to kind of show you guys some some games for those of you that are watching on YouTube. Um, for those of you listening, I will describe what these games are and what I do with them. But um, some of these games are really, really fun. And it gives you an opportunity to get outside with your kiddo, um, get some fresh air. And just remember at first, if your child doesn't engage, that's okay. They eventually will. Just keep trying. So everything that I have here on the table, and the, for those of you listening, I have a bunch of different items here on the table. Um, I have some rings, um, some uh, magnifying glass, some cones, and a bucket, and some bean bags. And um, everything here that I have on the table, you can find on Amazon. So just uh, go ahead and run a search, and, and you'll be able to find them. But but um, I'm going to give you guys some structured games that you can do that will also help your child with their motor skills. Drayson um, doesn't struggle with balance or anything per se, but he does struggle more with fine motor skills. But teaching him how to initially throw a ball was much different uh, versus, you know, let's say someone who isn't on the spectrum. So all of these things will help to develop those skills. So um, it's important, like I said, to remember that they're aware of you. So even if they don't engage at first, just keep trying and be consistent. So the first game I want to go through with you is called, um, it's called uh, Beanbag Bucket. Say that really fast three times. <laughs> I'm not going to, but um, <laughs> um, what you do is you just take a simple bucket, and I have a bucket here. You take a simple bucket, and I put in here some bean bags, and these are really tiny ones. You can get... Um, there's all different styles. If you can even want to make your own bean bags, if you feel super ambitious, but you're just going to get some bean bags. And what you're going to do is you're going to hand the bucket to your child and basically have your child hold the bucket. And the idea is, is that you're going to toss the bean bag and they're going to try to catch the bean bag with the bucket. So we want to use a large bucket. Um, as they become better with this type of game, if you want to challenge them, you could do something smaller, like a pail-sized bucket. Um, but we just use the big, big bucket. And Drayson holds the bucket, and I basically will toss the bean bags to him, and he has to catch the bean bag in the bucket. And this helps with a lot of um, 
your gross, excuse me, gross motor skills, uh, the motor planing, proprioception, like it helps with all of those. And um, you can also increase the distance. So at first, maybe stand five feet away from them and toss the bean bag. Um, as they get better at it and move it from left to right a little bit, um, the tossing the bean bag to see if they can move the bucket to the left or to the right to catch it. Um, and then you can, like I said, increase the distance. Then you go six feet, seven feet, 10 feet, 12 feet, and see how far you can actually get. And that makes it super fun. Um, Drayson's had a lot of fun with this game and um, it's been really good for him. And that can also help with um, balance um, and just other gross fine motor movement skills. So I really like that one and that, that's one that we've had a lot of fun in our backyard doing. Um, you can also do target practice with bean bags, and so I have some rings here that um, I set on the table, and they're all different sizes. So you, you can buy these. Um, you can buy these, and they usually have like this one in particular has three different sizes. So we'll just say large, medium, and small for lack of, you know, better terminology, I guess. But you can buy these rings, and basically lay them out on the floor. And start with the larger ones first, if this is a newer game. Lay them out on the floor, um, staggered, in a, or even in a pattern if you want. And you're basically just going to hand your child the beanbag, and they're going to toss the beanbag into the ring. Now, sometimes this might be hard if they don't identify with colors. These rings are colored, by the way, for those of you listening. They're, some of them are really brightly colored, green and orange and yellow. So you can get these in, in vibrant colors. But first, maybe start with something basic, like throw the beanbag to the yellow circle. You're giving them a way to identify a color. You can also take um, squares of paper and put a letter or number next to the, the circle, which is something that actually works really great with Dryson because he loves letters and he loves numbers. So you could easily say, throw the beanbag to the letter L. Where's the letter L? And then you could even step up from that. Um, you could say, throw the beanbag to the blue circle with the letter L on it. So you can break it up and then eventually add multiple steps, which is really nice. And then you can challenge it. So then next time, as or as they get better, instead of using the large um, ring, try using the smaller ring. Um, you can also adjust the distance kind of like with the bucket game, you can have them stand at five feet, then have them back away and have them stand at six feet. And that's really a lot of fun. Um, I'm not very good at the game myself, so I could probably use some more practice also <laughs> on my gross motor skills maybe with that. But um, but this is a, you can do lots of different things by using the rings and the bean bags. And um, this helps with hand-eye coordination, letter recognition, um, praxis on verbal command. So also prompting them or giving them a verbal command, it also helps them to help then eventually learn how to follow instructions. So um, these are definitely were, were consistent tools um, in our vault that we used all the time with Drayson. Uh, another one that I wrote down here that I didn't bring anything was called the floating balloon. And um, just get a, a balloon, blow up a balloon, and bump it in the air, and don't allow it to touch the ground. And see how long you can keep the balloon going. To challenge yourself with that too, then you can add two balloons. Um, then you can add three balloons if you want. Um, I think we got up to three balloons, and then 
I'm the one that couldn't keep up with all the balloons in the air. But um, but again, that's super helpful because it helps with visual tracking, helps their eye movement, helps with what we call trunk stabilization, a ready response, uh, physical endurance, and it also helps with hand-eye coordination and also socialization. Um, Drayson really starts laughing really loud when when we do the balloon, uh, don't let the balloon touch the floor is what we call it. But um, he really starts laughing and just being able to maybe have a little bit of conversation or say little things to try to initiate that conversation, they might come out, it might come out more naturally because they're not paying attention to really trying to talk. They're paying attention to the balloon, not letting the balloon hit the ground. So um, we've had some pretty pretty funny um, moments with Drayson with that game. Um, magnifying glass search. This is also a favorite of mine. Um, again, you can repurpose these rings. You can also use a hula hoop if you have one. And basically, you're going to you can go outside and go to an area in your backyard or if you're at the park and take the hula hoop or the ring and you're just going to set it on the ground. And you're going to hand your child a magnifying glass. And if you have um, if you have two, maybe you get a magnifying glass too, and you guys do it together. But we're going to basically ask them to look for certain things within that circle, within just that confined space. And the reason why we're doing that is because then it doesn't make it so overwhelming. They're looking in one confined space. They know that they're going to stick to that area instead of trying to look all over the place, especially in a big, wide open space. So um, again, like I said, you could use a big hula hoop if you want. If as they get better at it and you want to use something smaller like these rings, you can do that. And basically, you're just going to ask them to identify certain things. Um, Ask them to look for, you know, do they see any bugs? Do they see um, flowers or what types of rocks do they see? And have them really kind of get into the nitty-gritty of nature. So do they see blades of grass? What do they look like? Are they green? Is the texture smooth? And start having those types of conversations with them so that they can get descriptive terms or start to understand descriptive terms a little bit better. Um, and this also hap, uh, really helps with hand-eye coordination. I've even taken some of the smaller rings or um, the large rings and even hang them from like a branch and have them look through um, just from it hanging on the branch, have them look through that and see like what kind of leaves do they see? Can they see the blue sky behind it? And so you can really have a lot of fun teachable moments by just having them look in one specific area. Um, and then I also have some cones here. These are just um, cones that sometimes we set up. So if you want to identify a certain space or a certain area that you want them to stay within while you're playing a game, you can use the cones. Um, you can also, uh, for running, Drayson loves to run, so we'll have him serpentine through the cones. You can do things like that. And again, these are just really fun colored plastic cones. For those of you listening, there's um, six different ones here, all different bright colors, and you can get these on Amazon. Um, but they're super fun, easy to use, and um, you, can, you can have a lot of fun by adding some more rules to the game by just maybe a parameter by putting cones around there. And really, the last kind of 
game that I would recommend is whatever whatever you want, whatever is you get creative, use your imagination. One of um, our most favorite games to play, and we do this outside and inside, is the floor is lava. So um, so we set up ways to not touch certain areas or not step on certain areas because that area is lava. And that's really great because that helps with imagination. It helps them to initiate play. And all of those things are are really good for them. Super, super helpful. And it helps to draw them out and hopefully leading into more conversation. Sometimes Drayson won't even speak to me or tell me how his day was, but he'll 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 definitely light, uh, eyes light up when he's got the rings, when we take the rings out and he wants to go looking. He might not always tell me what he sees, but then me talking to him, telling him what I'm seeing, he's gaining an understanding and he's conceptualizing what we're, what we're talking to him about. At the end of uh, every episode, we like to do a story highlight. And so I felt that it would be just really fitting to talk about when I realized um, that Dee really wanted to have interaction with other kids. It was a really big monumental moment for me. Um, And the first time he initiated play, um, he was about five years old, I think four or five years old. And we went to, um, it was a Saturday morning. We went to McDonald's for like a pancake breakfast. I took him for some pancakes and he, um, after we got done with breakfast, he kind of indicated to me that he wanted to go play in the little play area that was there at McDonald's. And usually he won't go without me or, or without my husband. He feels like we have to be right by his side. And so I just said to him, go ahead and go. And he went And I couldn't believe it, first of all, that he just went, but I realized why he went. There was another little kid in the play area that was in one of the tubes, you know, those big plastic tubes, play tubes that they have now. And um, I realized that he was interested in what that, and what that little girl was doing. So as I, as I watched him and I observed, I realized that he didn't say hello to her. He didn't say hi to her. He didn't do any of that, but he peeked around the around the tube around where she was, and he said peekaboo to her, and she giggled, and he kept saying peekaboo, and then she said, "Well, why don't you come find me?" And he said, "No, you come find me." And he started to go hide, and I realized that he was trying to initiate a game of hide and seek. So she would count, and he would go hide. He didn't quite catch on then that then it was the other way around. Then he it was his turn to count and her turn to hide. So she was trying to explain that to him. But but the whole uh, interaction in and of itself was such a big deal for Drayson because for the first time I realized that he wanted to initiate playing with another child. So the moral of the story is even if they don't always show it, it doesn't mean that they do not want interaction from other people. If you have a story that you would like to share with us, please em- uh, email the show in at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. We would love to read your stories and maybe do a story highlight at the end um, at the end of one of our podcast episodes. So please send your stories in. I would love to read your story and hopefully feature it on a future podcast. 
This concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel at Pieces for My Puzzle. If you like what you're hearing, please spread the word to friends and family so that we can help offer more support and resources to family and friends that are looking for autism support. And if you like what you're hearing, please feel free to give us a a good rating on your preferred podcast platform of choice. And that concludes our episode for today. So until next time, keep working on your puzzle. And remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care.